What's up, Freedom Church family? We are so glad that you've decided to join us today. Here at Freedom Church, we believe that God's word is crucial to experiencing his true freedom. We pray that you will find hope and that God will speak to you wherever you are through today's message. I, uh, I was meditating this morning. Uh, God kind of spoke to me um, and said, uh, Israel, there's a lot of things that take your peace right off the bat. And you got to always remember and declare this, that no one gave you your peace and your joy. So they can't take it away. And I declare that for every person in this room. Sometimes we allow the circumstances of life to take and rob our joy. And that joy doesn't belong to them. Amen. That joy belongs to the Lord. And so no one can take that away from you. And we're thankful to to be in the house of the Lord today and ready to listen and, and hear his word. How many are ready to hear God's word? Amen. Amen. It's going to be a good one. Um, I do want to uh, take a quick moment here to uh, let the Freedom Church family know what's going on. What, what's the word for the year this year? Oh, I, I mean, y'all didn't have y'all Wheaties. Or I don't know what's going on. What's the word for the year? Expansion. Say it with y'all chest. Expansion. There we go. And um, God, I, I told y'all, God is moving in a special way. He's doing what he's wanting to do, how he's wanting to do it. It's, it's, it's him. It's all about him. So I, I kind of want to make sure that we understand kind of like um, the testimonial things that God is doing. So I, I want... Uh, the Menendez families real quick to just come up here real quick. I want, uh, I call them Mima and Peepa, but Patsy and Danny, there we go. Yeah, but I just want them to know your name. Victoria, come up here. What, what's the word for the year? Okay, so I, I just want you to see here, there is three families represented here. The Menendez family, Schroeder family, the Wright family, okay? I, and I felt this in my heart. I know that you're coming here by yourself right now, but make sure you save a seat for your family. All right. So I, I just want you to understand what God is doing. They, they spoke to our leadership and our staff, and they spoke to me, okay? They said, Pastor, we want to make this our church home. It's the Holy Spirit that is moving people. And they're not moving over here to waste their time. They're not moving here. I'm going I'm to make sure of that too. They're not moving here to to warm up a seat. They're not moving here to make it a routine. They're moving here because they got purpose that needs to be fulfilled. And purpose is driving them to not stay in a comfortable position. Amen? So we're going to pray for them. We're going to pray for them. Are you with me? We're going to pray for them. 
All right? Let's extend our hands over here. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you today. We thank you for every person that is here, up here, the Melendez family, the Schroeder family, the Wright family. We thank you for every single one of them. And Lord, we know that you're going to fulfill your purpose inside of their lives. We are just a vessel. You are going to do what you want to do with them. They do not belong to a church community. They do not belong to a pastor. They do not belong to anything that, that we can create as a routine. They belong to you. And they move when you tell them to move. They do what you tell them to do. And they walk in purpose, not by emotions. Not because they feel loved or not loved. They moved because there is purpose here that is calling them. That awakes them in the middle of the night. That lets them know there's something that I should be doing and I should be moving. And God has called me to this place. So I declare victory in every single one of them. That their families are going to be in this church. That, that they're going to be blessed beyond compare. And their influence is going to reach the nations. I declare that in your name. In your name. your name we pray amen amen let's give God a hand praise right there where you're at you may be seated isn't God good and, and, and guess what family that's not the only thing God is going to do I want you to start seeing those people that God has told you to pray for, that God has told you, hey, they're coming to pray for them in his name. They're going to be seated next to you. It's going to get to the point where you're not going to have a seat. Thank you, Ada. Amen, somebody. So we're grateful and we're praying because I know that they're not the only ones in transition. They're not the only ones in a situation of, of, of moving and moving parts that are happening that God is orchestrating, okay? Um, and I'm, I'm very glad to see that God fulfills his promises to his people. Amen? Who's ready to, to hear what God has to say? All right. So you... You can stand up for the verses, and then we'll be seated. But I'm going to start off in John chapter 18. John chapter 18. Let's go to John. We'll go to verse 10. John chapter 18, and we're going to go to verse 10. God is good. John chapter 18, verse 10. The Bible says this. Then Simon Peter, who had a sword, drew it out, struck the high priest's servant, not the high priest, the servant cutting off his what ear? Right ear. The servant's name was 
calculus. I don't know. Malchus. I'm playing around. See, you guys are with me. You guys are with me. You guys are with me. Jesus commanded Peter, put your sword away. Shall I not drink the cup the Father has given me? Then the detachments of soldiers with its commander and the Jewish officials arrested Jesus. They bound him. We know the story. We know how this ends. They don't, he don't end up bounded for that long. Amen. We're going to uh, quickly switch and go to Matthew chapter 26, verse 58. Matthew 26. And we're going to verse 58. You're with me? But Peter followed him. Peter what? Followed him at a distance right up to the courtyard of the high priest. He entered and sat down with the guards to see the outcome. He followed him at a distance. Now, I want you to understand the theme for tonight. You ready? Expand your following. Expand your following. Expand your following. You may be seated. Thank you so much, worship team. Expand your following. Expand your following. Now, I want to make sure that you understand what God is bringing to understand it, I always have realistic stories that I can share with you that makes these verses come to life that you can understand and apply it to yourself. The Bible is literally alive. Can someone say an amen? amen? It is alive. It is a sword that literally trespasses every little part of our body. It cuts deep and it encourages us and it gives us life because the Bible is not just a book. It is alive. Amen. Now, I don't know about you. I don't know who has Instagram here, but I have Instagram and I want to share something with you. Instagram is all about following and being followed, right? That's what Instagram is all about. If I follow you, I expect you to follow me back. And we follow people that we like to see, okay? That's what Instagram is all about. So I can go to an Instagram page and I can go to Brina's Cody's and I can say, oh my God, I love the way she worships. Let me follow her. And immediately what I get when I start following a person's page on Instagram is everything that they're showcasing, everything that they're posting, every picture, every video that they're going to be sharing is going to be on this application because I chose to follow them. Now, here's the deal though. I have been put in situations where I press follow. I don't follow that many people, but I've pressed 
in situations the follow button. Thinking that this person was going to be phenomenal and I was going to receive some type of information, some type of, 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 of amazing things that I was going to see that I can try out, maybe some recipes. But it got to the point where the person was posting so much that it annoyed me. See, some people already know what I'm talking about. It's those types of people that want to share not not their day-to-day stories. They want to share their minute-to-minute stories. And it, it gets me upset because at the end of the day, I'm asking myself, do you not have a life? <laughs> you're so busy <coughs> posting things that you're not living your life. And because I followed them, I am subjected to their material. We're getting somewhere. Okay? Because I followed them, I'm subjected to their material. So everything that they post, every video that they share, every picture that they take, every quote that they post, I am subjected all the way to their material because I chose to follow them. It is very important that you understand what and who you follow. I can be in a lot of situations in, in, a, in a bad situation or a good situation depending who I followed. It could have been an advice. It could have been a situation where I asked somebody about my marriage. It could have been where I asked somebody about my parenting skills. If I followed the incorrect person, it could be devastating because once again, I repeat, whoever you follow, you're subjected to their material. All right. Now, Jesus is an expert in grabbing people and asking him or asking them to follow him. If you see the scriptures, the way he came up to several disciples, the the disciples were living life. They were hanging out. They were doing things. And Jesus would come by and say, hey, follow me. Now, Jesus was doing amazing things. He was doing miracles. He was performing things that no one had seen. Jesus was preaching the word like no one else was preaching the word. He had other things that people did not have. He was a person that went inside of the the scholar room and, and went inside of the temple, but he would also preach outside of it. And so people started noticing that this man was different. And here's the thing. We love to follow something different. Don't ask me why God gave me this message, but you're going to understand later. We love to follow something new. Say with me, new. Every single thing that, that, that people invent Have you not noticed that people go after it like if they're crazy people? I've realized that the people that keep on upgrading their iPhones every single year, I don't know if anybody has talked to those poor souls, but you're getting robbed. All they do is add one camera. 
maybe an application, and that's about it. And they keep on taking your money because everybody wants what is new. And everyone was following Jesus. Everyone was right tagging along. Everyone was chasing him because he was doing miracles. He was performing things that no one had seen in a long time. John the Baptist was baptizing people, but this man was opening the people's eyes that were blind. He was raising up dead people from the tomb. Everyone was following the new. The new. And what you follow, you're subjected to their material. Jesus would say, Hey, Brett, I see you're baking some bread. Follow me. Hey, Danny, I see you're dressing kind of nice. Follow me. Hey, Manny, I see you're working. That's awesome. Follow me. Wait, you want me to leave everything and follow you? What do you mean follow? What is follow? What is the definition of God's follow? Because at times I really am concerned as a pastor that we do not understand what God means by follow him. Follow me. But, 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 but I have... I have things. There was an occasion where a young man said, Jesus, I, I want to follow you so bad. You're, man, you're, you're just the best. He says, okay, well, let the people that are dead just bury the dead. Let, people, let, let that happen. Just let go of everything and follow me. And the Bible says that he had to turn back around because Jesus was delusional in people's eyes. You want me to follow you to, and leave my family? You want me to follow you and leave my comfort zone? You want me to follow you and, and, and do what? I don't understand. But remember, because there, it's new, it's a new experience. It's a new vibe. It's, it's what's trending. People were following this man. They were following him. The Bible says that the crowds were so thick that he couldn't breathe it. It almost crushed him because everybody was following They didn't know the material. They just knew the new. This man, he loves me. He, I, one time I had leprosy and he healed me. One time I was caught in the act of adultery and, and he literally didn't condemn me. This guy, this guy, the, Jesus, he, I was sitting on top of a tree and he told me to come down and he sat with me in my house knowing that I was robbing people. It's just, he's so awesome. This is so brand new. This is, it just feels good. Have you ever been to a place where you go, oh man, this just, just feels good. My wife and I, we recently went to Mexico and we went to this spa thing. I obviously planned it as a good husband that I am, right? And, um, and I know that she loves spas. She loves to relax. I'm not that type of guy. I don't like massages. I don't like none of that stuff. I just, just TV, some sports, some hanging out. But she likes, uh, uh, what's the thing that they put in your eyes, babe? Cucumbers. She likes cucumbers. Thank you, Cam. <laughs> You've been to some spas. <laughs> 
Yeah, yeah. We caught him. You see that? <laughs> she, likes, she likes the cucumbers in her eyes. She likes the relaxation, the music, the, the, the serenity, all of that stuff. And, uh, and I went in there, and they give you a robe. They just, they just treat you like a king and queen. And I said, wow, this feels awesome. This feels so good, babe. I don't want to leave here. So the lady, her name is Awilda, right? It was Awilda, just the same name as my mom. So I knew she, she was connected to God some way, somehow. <laughs> and, and she goes, are you guys feeling good? I said, oh, yeah, this feels so amazing. The lights were dim, the pool. It was just amazing. She goes, are you ready for your treatment? I said, absolutely. What does it entail? Like me eating marshmallows? Like what, <laughs> what, what are you talking about here? She said, no, no, no. I, I got I to gotta take off your robe. And, and we're going to go into the shower. And I said, the shower? What does this have anything to do with the serenity? And, the, and she goes, well, well you, you came over here. Now I have to show you the material. So she goes, I'm going to put you in the shower. And so me and my wife, we go in this little circle thing. And, and the water spits out so cold. And we were like, oh, my God, what is this? this it stopped being serene for a moment. <laughs> I promise you. My wife said, I don't want to do this anymore. I said, neither do I. What it, where did you take me to? So we go. She takes us immediately to the sauna where we're sweating our behinds off. I can barely breathe. We got, the, we got the cucumber sliding off of my eye like this. And I said, what is this? This is horrible. This ain't serene. This is horrible. Who does this for fun? And the lady, how, how many minutes are you going to be here? So 15 minutes, this is how long you're going to be here. And then we're going to transition you. I said, okay, hopefully this is the worst of the worst. She grabs us from the, the sauna and she puts us back in the shower. And it spits cold water. And she goes, now we're going to the steam room. And I'm thinking the steam room can't be this bad. When I go inside the steam room, I literally ducked my head because literally hell was on top of the roof. <laughs> it was that hot. And I said, I remember telling my wife, I said, babe, I can't breathe. Stephanie was like, me either. I don't know what's going on. I said, what? This is not a spa at all. This is horrible. And finally, this lady named Awilda, which I, I pray for her still to this day because she's a torturer. She really does. She tortures people. She comes out and she goes, now for the finale. I said, okay, finally, some resting, some laying down. She says, you have to dip yourself inside that water. I said, okay, perfect. What she forgot to tell me, that beautiful soul lady, which I hope God forgives when she goes to heaven, <laughs> is that the water was 32 degrees. So I go inside thinking that the water is normal and it's freezing. And I said, what, what is this? She goes, you have to finish the process. Because here's the thing. It made you feel good in the beginning. It made you feel so amazing. It made you feel so cuddly and wonderful. But when you see the content and the material and you have to dive in deep into all of the things, it's going to make you uncomfortable. So she said, if you want to finish, you have to go inside. 
So I went, Stephanie cowered out. I'm just going to let y'all know this right now. I went inside and I said, how long do I have to be here? She said, a minute. I said, you're crazy, lady. So I stayed for a minute and I came out. And what happened was something that I can only describe as one of the best feelings in my life. I came out and I told Stephanie, I said, babe, I feel like I've been born again. I am so relaxed. I, I feel like I can take a nap. It's amazing how comfortable I feel, how, how relaxed I feel. And, and I said, I went to a will that said, hey, I know I threw a cucumber at you, but, but can I tell you that this is amazing? She said, I, I know that I scared you with the shower in the beginning, but you wouldn't experience what you're experiencing now if you would have gone all the way. And what I'm telling you is that you say that you want to follow Jesus, that you say, oh, Jesus is awesome. He's so amazing. He's so cuddly. He loves me. He's the new thing in my life. It just feels new. But when God really chooses you to follow him, it's going to cost you. It's going to make you uncomfortable. It, it is going to hurt. But at the end of it all, at the end of the process, at the end of the rotation, you're going to be able to see the greatness and the grace of God in it all. You just have to really follow him. Hallelujah. So everybody's following. And then this man named Simon Peter. And he's fishing, doing his thing. He's just working. And Jesus says, hey, uh, I'm going to use the, the boat real quick. I'll just go ahead and push it out. If I'm Simon Peter, I'm like, number one, who the heck are you? Why are you on my boat? And now you're telling me to do what I got to do in my boat. That is the reason why sometimes God doesn't use us because we are so quick and impulsive to say what we feel instead of hearing from the spirit what he wants. Hey, Simon, push it out. Hey, the miraculous fishing happens. All of these amazing things that happen. And Simon Peter is now following. The Bible says that they left everything to follow this man. So they're following. Following him. Here's the thing. They followed him because they hadn't seen such a great catch ever in their life. Hear me. Hear me. He's been a fisherman all his life. And now is the first time in his life that he has to have filled two boats to the point where the boats are sinking. And he is falling on his feet and saying, who is this man that literally increased my, my wages, my, my gainings, my financial gain? Who is this man that made all this thing possible? I'm willing to let it go because I know that you're the source. Yes, so he was fishing and he didn't know he got caught in Jesus' bait. So he's following him. Because the fishes looked good. This is awesome. Hey, he tells his brother, hey, man, did you see that? We got to follow this dude. He's crazy. He's just he's so cool. And all of a sudden, 
The Bible says that Jesus is sleeping on a boat. They followed him inside of a ship. And all of a sudden he's sleeping. And, and the storm arose and everybody is panicking except for Jesus, the one we followed. He's sleeping. What happened to the fishes? If you don't get out, out of the fishing season that you experience with him, you will never experience that he tells the storm to be quiet as well. You want to follow him, don't you? I'm, I'm so, I'm the first one in line. I want to follow Jesus. There's nothing better than his presence. There's nothing better. He's so amazing. Is he really? Because sometimes he makes me scratch my head and say, why are you doing this? Why are you allowing this in my life? Why is it that you don't take my boss and send him to Kentucky? Why? You wanted to follow me, right? I have to expand your following. So the fishes, it's all good and dandy. But the fishes are not the last stop. Oh, the fishes. We got the nets full. Pastor Rich, we got the nets full. We got to follow this guy. Isn't it cool when we follow God, when everything goes well? That's what he'll do. He'll turn everything around in a second, and you'll be like, oh, yeah, we got to follow him. And then he'll say, all right, deny yourself. Oh, wait, this is where I stop, train stop. They followed him into the storm. All of a sudden, now he's walking on water, and people think it's a ghost. They're all panicking and scared, frightening for their, for their lives. I would be too. I'd be like, if you were trying to play a prank, this is a horrible prank. And, and he comes walking over the storm. And Peter, he's so impulsive. God forgive him. He says, can I go? He says, you want to follow me even in the ocean? Yeah, I'll do it. He follows him and he drowns and we know the story. Jesus picks him up. The grace of God still because he's a knucklehead. And all of a sudden, every single life that they had or knew has changed in matter of seconds. The people that would follow him and the people that would want him now, 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 hear me, hear me. They had the Pharisees behind their back. The Bible says several times they tried to kill Jesus and he slipped right off of them. Then Jesus stops, says, I must go to the cross in order for my mission to be complete. And Peter says, hey, hey, Jay, come here real quick. Um, we've been following you for this type time of period. Um, did you by any chance eat something that didn't good go in your digestive system? Because you're talking crazy. He says, hey, Satan, don't get in my way of my purpose. I got to go to the cross. And so he starts talking crazy to them. The, here's the kingdom. This is what the kingdom is. And this is what the kingdom is. And the, the disciples shoo away kids. And he goes, don't, don't, don't do that. Let the kids come because they, that, that, that's who the kingdom belongs to. And he, start, he starts talking to them, BG, like he's crazy. 
what are you talking about? I, I'm, I, who, who am I? They started discussing who was the greatest. And he says, I, I, I was here. I'm, I've been brought here to serve you, not to be served. That He's the king. Why wouldn't he be served? It, it, you're, you're not making sense. I was following you because of the fishes. And now you got me here running for my life. Because he wants to expand your following. Okay. Now, the time has come. And they arrest Jesus. Now, hear me out. Hear me. Because this is very important for you guys to understand where I'm going with this. Because this is, this is the, the climax of, of everything that we go through as people. The Bible says that they came to arrest Jesus. And Simon Peter literally takes out his sword. And he literally does something that we all would do when we are in a troublesome season. We start cutting off things. Hear me. The Bible says that he pulls his sword off and he cuts the servant of the high priest right ear. Do you know why he cuts it? Because he's following Jesus, but he's following Jesus with his sword. So he can control things when they go wrong. That's his instrument. I'll follow you, but I have an instrument that will take me out of the trouble that I'm in whenever I am in trouble. So I have to cut things in my life whenever I feel like I'm in that moment where people are pushing me back. And I can't depend on you because you out here talking about peace and loving your enemies. I need my sword. So he cuts off the ear. The sword represents everything we're good at. Every gift we have. It is what eliminates things in our lives that we don't want. It is our walls. And we cut off. Jesus looks at Simon Peter and says, why did you do as if I didn't have everything under control. Why do you keep on taking out your sword when I'm God? Rina, he says, don't you think that if I wanted to, I can call my squad and they'll jump y'all? <laughs> BG, I'm lying? He says, I can call my people and they could immediately take them out. You know what he was saying? Hello, I'm still God. Your sword is just making trouble for me. Put it back because you don't need it in this season. Y'all not listening to me. You don't need it in this season. 
I know that there was a season where you were slicing and dicing. Not this season. This is the season where you put it back and you allow God to come to your defense. Put your sword back. Don't tell people how good you are. Let God do it. Don't say nothing to defend your cause. Let God do it. Put your sword back. Here's the reality. He cuts off the right ear of the servant. Now, we have two sides to this story. We have Simon Peter's impulsiveness, and I'm cutting everything I see in sight because I, I fear for my life. Don't we feel protective? That's how we protect our families. You're not going to talk to my family that way. Oh, no, nah. you're going to say something about my family? No, 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 no. And God is saying, don't do that. Put your sword away. But God, they, they dissing me. Put your sword away. Is this not the cup that my father wants me to drink? Is this not the season that God wants me to walk through? Hear me. Simon Peter cutting off ears. And we have the servant of the high priest that he is serving his master the same way Simon Peter thought he was following Jesus. So he's. <sighs> I would have been petty and I would have been the soldier and I would have said, can you hear me? He can't because his ears cut off. That was a joke. There we go. His ears cut off. He's expecting the master that he serves to do something about it. Let me tell you a little bit of history. If back in the days you owed a debt, you had two choices. Either you paid off the debt or you worked the debt and became a slave. And once you finish off paying the debt, you had two choices, either be free or continue being a slave of the master that treated you well while you were paying the debt. But if you actually decided to be the slave, they would put a piercing in your right ear. <laughs> Signifying, I belong to so-and-so. And there's times because you had a debt that in a season, the people that worked for you, they, they did right by you. But now, 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 now you're stuck in a season because here's the thing. The slave knew that he would rob again. He said, I, I, didn't, I didn't have money in the first place. I, now I don't have no money now. So what the master did, he made it comfortable for them so he could be the slave for him. And Peter cuts off what signifies as slavery on this servant's ear. Jesus grabs the ear and places it back on his ear. And what it means is that you're free and that I've healed you for free and that you don't owe anything. 
So he's showing Peter, Peter, I know your impulsiveness. I know that you're upset because they're coming to get me. I know you're upset because your back is against the wall. But this season, don't cut off no ears. Put your sword back. And for this gentleman, I know that you've been serving as a slave, but you're free. Follow me. Peter wants to follow, but he wants to follow with his sword. If it's not with the sword, I can't do it. Because it's what I'm good at. I'm good at fishing. I'm good at slicing and dicing. That's it. You want me to follow you. You're putting me in a predicament that I don't belong in. BG, I'm finishing. You're putting me in a predicament that I don't belong in. You're putting me in a predicament that, that I, should, I should stay away from. Because I need my sword. I need my sword. So, the Bible says... That they all desert him. Everyone. Including Peter. Peter the one that said. I'll be there for you. Because here's the thing. Jesus had told them to follow him. And now. It's like. Jesus saying. Hey come over here. I'm going to give you a lot of fishes. Yeah absolutely. Come over here. I'm going to put you through a storm. It's going to be a little crazy. But at the end, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to make sure that it quiets down. I mean, that one looks a little scary, but I'll, I'll still do it. Now he's telling them, follow me, but I'm going to death. Whoa, wait a minute. That's a little bit extra, Jesus. You want me to die? I'm not, I'm not too sure about that. Dying is a little bit too crazy. It's a little bit, it's a little bit, it's a little bit too out there. You're wanting me to do something that, that maybe I'm not called to do. And he's saying, no, 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 follow me. I want you to follow me in situations that you think that I'm not going to work in. I want you to follow me in the impossibilities. I want you to follow me when it looks dark. I want you to follow me when it looks glim. I want you to follow me when you don't have the answer. I want you to follow me without your sword. I want you to follow me without your substance. I, wanna I want you to follow me without your strengths. I want you to follow me without your intelligence. I want you to follow me. I want you to follow me. you're going to die I know but I need you to follow me what if I was to tell you that on the other side of this death thing there's life for you and life in abundance I know but it's still dying what we don't understand as Christian people is that we think that going to church is following him so we come here, we sit down, we listen to the prayers, we listen to the messages, we raise our hands, we worship, we do all these things. And when we get home, he tells us, hey, forgive that person. Huh? Oh, no, you're tripping. <laughs> hey, go pray for them. They ain't never pray for me in my life. Oh, no, no. <clears throat> 
congratulate them on their new promotion. That should have been my promotion. You know, I thought you were following me. You want to follow me with your sword, don't you? You want to follow me with what you have in your hands. You want to follow me with your ship. You want to follow me as long as you have something to, to put your head back, as long as you have a plan B of following me. That's what you want. You have, want a plan B. And I'm here to tell you, unless you make me your plan A, plan B, plan Z, plan Z, you're not going to get it. Following me takes everything. The Bible says that Peter was so intrigued about what happened to Jesus that he followed him, but at a distance. So he's looking and he gets in trouble for following him at a distance because the people now know who he is. They go, I think I seen you somewhere in Target with the same man that we're about to crucify. We don't like Target, we like Walmart. <laughs> he said, I ain't never been in Target ever in my life. I don't know that man. I'm a Walmart faithful. <laughs> then a person, another person came. Hey, I think I seen you in Radio Shack with the guy that we're about to take in. Radio Shack, are you crazy? I'm best buys, best person. I never seen that guy and I never entered. <laughs> Three times he did the same thing because he was following at a distance. Here's the thing. When you follow at a distance, you're going to be put in predicaments that only following him in close proximity that you can avoid. We all want to follow him. And here's the crazy part. You know why he did all of this? Because he wanted to expand Peter's following hear me he didn't only want Peter to follow him all the way he wanted others when Peter spoke and opened his mouth to follow him so he wanted to expand Peter's following for Peter to follow him and for people to follow Peter when he was gone I need to expand your influence but if you don't follow me I can't do it I want to expand your mentality, but if you don't allow me to, I can't do it. You're stuck in what you think church is. You're stuck in these walls that are going to literally suffocate us one day. Why do you think that church is only in the four walls? Church is when I wake up in the morning. Church is when I literally worship and raise my hands in my PJs. Church is when I'm going to work. I'm praying for every person in that place. Church, church is when I go to my family's house and they're acting a fool, but I love on them anyway because they belong to God that's church that's following him want to follow him you sure because you're going to be subjected to his material but if you do he'll expand your horizons 
He'll expand your influence. He'll expand your following. But you got to be willing to follow him through the storm, through getting caught, through the multitudes hating him. Hear me, the same people that followed him, they turned around and said, crucify him. So he's not that popular anymore. Because what he was speaking about, only a few caught the story. Hear me. I'm telling you that if you literally follow him with everything you got, you cannot lose. Even if you feel like you're losing, you cannot lose. Because you'll make it possible. Follow him. Expand your following. And let God deal with everything else. Put your sword down. I had an issue with my boss, and I called BG in a parking lot one day. I said, I'm quitting. It's either I'm quitting or I'm setting him on fire. <laughs> Which one you want me to do? Because at the end of the day, I can bury him. You can help me. <laughs> and we'll go Sunday on Freedom Church, and we'll worship God, and we'll thank him for a life that needed to go to heaven quicker. I know, Ada, that's my human side. But you know what? God said, put your sword away. But God, he keeps on making my life miserable. Put your sword away. Don't defend. This ain't your battle. Don't you see what I'm trying to do? I'm trying to expand your following. Don't fight this battle. what I'm about to do is I'm about to showcase to the world. Hear me. If he doesn't allow the ear to be put back and Peter to put his sword away, it limits Jesus to get to the cross. That's where we all have salvation. And what God is trying to tell you through this story, that if you don't put your sword away, the grand finale that he has for you and for your family and for your purpose is going to be limited because of your sword and impulses. Put it away. Follow him. Follow him. I know it hurts. Follow him. Follow him. Miss Tammy. You don't have to defend yourself. Put your sword away. I know your sword is sharp and it can cut. Put it away. Because what God is going to do with your life and your husband, no one can stop it. Put your sword away. Because we don't serve men. We serve God. And I truly believe that this generation, 
that what God is doing is just the beginning. I believe it for every person in this place. It don't matter the age. It don't matter the unexperience or the experience. What God is going to do is going to shake up this city and the world. I'm telling you. Y'all said that y'all wanted to be at freedom. Now you're going to listen to the content. <laughs> I'm going to make y'all jump inside the cold tub. But at the end, at the end, at the end, it's going to be worth it because he's processing our lives. Not the way we want to, not the way I want to, not now if my dreams are not, no, 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 no. Whatever you want, God, I'm going to give to you. Because we're going to be a church outside of the walls. We're going to be a church who, with our family members. We're going to be a church for the community. We're going to be a church that's going to impact lives. We're not going to care about what you got on. We're not going to care about what color is your hair. We're not going to care how old you are. We're not going to care about none of that. We're going to care about your soul. Because that right there, that's what God wants. Everybody to their feet. Following is going to take everything you got. But if you follow him, the results... I'm in awe to see the church today. And there's people that miss today, and I feel like crying because it's God, you standing there, is God telling me, didn't I tell your hard-headed behind to just trust? Stop. Put your sword away. I'm going to bring them. I'll develop them. And I'll put my spirit in everybody. I'm telling you as a testimony. God is going to do wonders. Wonders. Heavenly Father, we thank you today. Thank you for your grace and your mercy. Thank you for your love, your consistency. you for giving us joy and peace in the midst of the storm thank you for allowing us to see the other side we love you and we honor you we give you every highly praise everything we have in our hearts our minds and our souls is yours and we're going to see you work in such an amazing way. Thank you for the families that you've brought. Thank you for the families you're going to bring. Thank you for the harvest that is coming and it's on its way. You're doing this. You are doing this. And you're working. We just got to follow you through everything. And we're so thankful for you. We ask you this 
In your precious name we pray. Amen and amen. If you would like to learn more about who we are and what we believe at Freedom Church, then make sure you visit our website at freedomchurchfamily.com. You will find it easy to invest in this ministry as well as be a part of our upcoming events. Thank you so much for listening and remember to subscribe to hear more messages like this one. We pray you accept this gift of freedom and share it with someone you know.